going on everybody welcome in to another edition of the daily energy news beat stand up here on this gorgeous monday october 23rd 2023 as always i am your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in dallas texas joined by the executive producer of the show the purveyor of the show and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website energynewsbeat.com Stuart turley my man how we doing today it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood i'm back up in bear country my dude you are back up in bear country, man. It was a crazy week. A lot happened. Oh, it was. Uh, it It is just amazing what's going on around the world. Absolutely. Nonetheless, Energy Newsbeat is the best place to stay up to speed with all of that. First up on the menu for the show, we're going to start out in Europe. Germany needs Nord Stream 2. And this is out of uh, our Russian news sources. So take that with uh, for, for what it's worth. But yes, Nord Stream 2. Remember, we, we haven't solved that Nord Stream issue, which I think is hilarious. We just blew it. The U.S. just blows it up. Everyone else is left to figure it out. Um, no, sorry, the Ukrainian seals. But Stu will cover everything that's going on um, with both Nord Stream pipelines. We're going to stick there in the EU. Major gas supplier issues warning to EU. Spooky stuff. Crank out the shoes again, guys. We'll best be burning. Um, next up, Navigator CO2 Ventures cancels 1,300 mile carbon pipeline project in the U.S. Midwest in another uh, <laughs> bat to the kneecaps for uh, the ESG move. Next up, the great, great interview that Stu had. We're teeing this one up. Why is the climate crisis racist where Africa is concerned? The West policies toward Africa are like environmental races. And that's a quote from Alex Epstein, but really tease up the interview that Stu did with Cyrus Brooks. Um, he's with the RBAC and specifically Stu talked with him here at the Permian Basin International Oil and Gas Show. So great interview. We will tee that up. And then we will end with Bidenomics at work. Green hydrogen is a very expensive waste of money. Something that Stu loves. Stu loves himself some green hydrogen. So turns out it's an expensive waste of money in a move nobody saw coming. Um, so wild um, <laughs> news segment, guys. Then Stu will kick it over me. I'll quickly cover the thrashing that really happened um, in the markets on Friday. We saw the S&P and the NASDAQ both tumble. Um, we saw natural gas get hit hard. And um, you know, after a rise on Thursday in oil prices, we saw a little bit of a tumble on Friday. So I will cover everything that happened in the finance segment towards the end. And then we'll let you guys get out of here, get back and start your week. Before we do all that, guys, as always, remember the news and analysis you are about to hear is brought to you by the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your energy news. We like to say, if you if you want to be at the tip of the spear when it comes to um, the energy business, it is important to check out energynewsbeat.com. You can check out the description below for all the timestamps and all links to the articles. Stu and the team did a great job of curating, make sure everything stays up to speed. You can email the show questions at energynewsbeat.com. You can check out our latest data news combo product, dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. Get it before it goes away. You never know where it might go. You can also, uh, in the description below, get in contact with the show. Uh, leave us a review. We appreciate all the feedback we've been getting. Um, I'm out of breath, though, Stu. Where do we want to begin? Hey, dude, we got us a heck of a story thread today. I mean, this is just not Germany needs Nord Stream 2. And remember, uh, yeah, uh, remember uh, before somebody blew it up, Biden, uh, somebody blew it up. It was uh, absolutely uh, supplying German natural gas and one of the four pipelines survived. So here's a couple quotes from Chancellor uh, Schultz. He 
he's very happy about devastating companies and private consumers. Uh, the surge in gas prices leads to the deindustrialization of Germany to ensure competitiveness. Germany should agree to purchase gas through the surviving branch of the Nord Stream pipeline. Uh, now, remember, this uh, branch and this runs through, okay, the Baltic Sea. There was another pipeline blowed up two weeks ago in the Baltic Sea from Norway. Oops. So whoever it is, this is like an arsonist, uh, Michael, you always see in some TV show. Somebody's hooked on blowing it up pipelines, as they say in Texas. So, um, I mean, regardless of whether or not we want to admit it, Germany is still going to need gas this winter and you're, you're going to have to send it somewhere. So if you if, you know, whoever it was, United States, the Ukrainian seals, <laughs> you know, it went out for I, three. who knows who it was? You know, we, we can only speculate um, there. You're still going to you're going to have to pump all that same amount of gas through now just one pipeline. Now we're about to cover, and I think this is a good segue into, it looks like, according to the next article you're going to cover, that Germany's gas reserves are actually sitting, or the EU's gas reserves, I should say, are actually sitting at 97%, which exceeds the target of 90%, but there's still issues here. Exactly. Uh, the tie between these stories is pretty amazing. Here is the gas reservoirs, as you said, 97.89 capacity. But in this article, the Equinor CEO, Anders Opedal, told the Energy Intelligence Forum, we currently expect the market to be quite volatile over the winter. We will do everything we can to make sure we maximize gas to come through the pipelines, but Europe will be dependent on the LNG. Holy smokes. Uh, LNG is not capable of sustaining German businesses because they've capped. The reason that they're up there is because they've shut down so many businesses in Germany. Michael, Germany's the number one uh, country with the biggest GDP in the EU, and the EU's now getting clubbed in the back of the head with a shovel for their GDP. The entire thing's having a problem. <laughs> yeah. And OK, they're at 97 percent capacity. But what happens when forecasted demand is still above that? You're oh. still going to be reliant, as the Equinor CEO is saying, on Russian gas flows. So, you know, the fact that now there's only one operational Nord Stream one. Thank you to Ukrainian seals. <laughs> I'll never get over the fact that they tried to say it was the Ukrainian seals cracks in a sailboat. In a sailboat. In a sailboat. You know, it's just as likely that Stu and I ran out there with a little rowboat and just dropped a few C4 charges. But nonetheless, it, it could be spicy. I remember last year, Stu, we covered an article that you had to, they were recommending burning your shoes in order to stay warm. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't come to that. I find it hilarious. I mean, this, when did the, when did Nord Stream 1 blow up? What time of year? Wasn't it like in the spring? Oh, no, it was before that. And and Biden even said uh, there will be no gas. He can ensure it. I believe he said that in December. And then shortly after, I think it was February or March. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we've got second order thinking. Oh, Russia's not going to be able to send gas. Well, who's buying the gas? Do you think they need it? And then in that in, in several other articles, real quick, Michael, Putin, hey, he said, why would I want to blow it up? Um, and that doesn't sound like him, but it's my imitation of him. And he goes, why would I want to blow it up? I got the turbines right here that Canada couldn't fix. They got down to one turbine on some of those pipelines and they need eight. 
All right. So, What's next here? Let's come back to the U.S. Uh, uh, well, this one is actually not the U.S. Why is climate crisis racist where Africa is concerned? Michael, this was a hoot of an interview. I got to interview Cyrus Brooks, who's a humanitarian over there at uh, RBAC. And I thoroughly enjoyed visiting with him. I was live at the Permian. I had all these people in uh, 30 people in this booth at the air compressor solutions. And we were just loving it. And I'm talking to him. He's live in Africa at the show. And Alex Epstein was there and brought up some great points. The next day, Michael, I got to interview the secretary general of the African OPEC that's in charge of 18 oil producing countries that carries some heavyweight. He's a heavyweight mm -hmm. down there. Now let's go over this article. And um, the, the Energy Monetary Fund, uh, the World uh, Monetary Fund is always tying their money to renewables. And the common theme of the Africa Energy uh, Conference was Africa first. Why are we forced to cover what the, the West is forcing on us when you all pollute? We don't pollute. We're trying to survive, and one out of two people in Africa are in energy poverty. This is despicable. <laughs> so they're trying to bring, why don't we go ahead and work with them and try to get them elevated out of energy? Think about the markets. And let me tell you what it was uh, in this uh, interview. Here's the key thing. The West should do this from a business sales perspective, Michael. They're buying cheap phones now, but think about the iPhone market or the Tesla phone market. If we could get them electricity, they would be hungry for material built out of the West. This is selfish on business thinking. They would, A, love getting elevated out for health reasons. A million people die from smoke inhalation from cooking. This is bull hockey, man. <laughs> this is something that, that that you specifically have been on for a while. And I think it's really great that you had an opportunity to interview these absolute heavy hitters. I mean, you know, yes. Dr. Farouk Ibrahim, he's the secretary general of the Africa OPEC. I mean, that's I mean, next up is who, who's ever running the real OPEC. So, I mean, to think about it, big heavy hitter. These are two awesome interviews. I think you've done a great job of kind of overviewing you know, what they're going to be. I'm really excited to listen. I've had an opportunity to listen to the the Dr. Ibrahim one. I have listened to Cyrus Brooks. Great episode. Um, and I think he brings up, yep. and again, he hits, it's all the hot points that me and you have been on. It's, it really comes down to what's good, you know, allowing me to do something without you doing it. We were allowed in the United States and in the West to yep. exploit quote unquote, the fossil fuel, natural resources. But now we're saying to another part of the world that wants to take that same step and move up from and, and completely change the standard of living for their entire country. Huge, huge gas reserves in Africa and gas reserve and energy hypocrisy yep. is that's where Alex Epstein mm -hmm. came up with uh, racism. And I, I couldn't agree with Alex. And, and we're really excited to keep and covering and keep doing a lot of work with the African um, Petroleum yes. Producers Organization. So look for these two interviews. Same feed as what you get this show. You can also check out the article, energynewsbeat.com. What do we got next? My favorite buddy, Bidenomics. 
And, and, and I, I don't know if our producer has time to do this, but I love the picture uh, that the editor put on here. Uh, Biden with his eyes for our podcast listeners. I've got my hand over my eyes and he's kind of pointing like, like this. I think he's pulling I think a Sergeant he's, Schultz. I see yes, nothing. I see, I see nothing. nothing. And actually, I think he's trying to say, don't tell me I need my defense. I don't know what he's doing. Okay, let's go here. Uh, this story is about hydrogen. Hydrogen suffers from the very problem it's supposed to cure. Part-time weather-dependent, unreliable wind, solar energy, hydrogen storage is supposed to function as a part of battery scale as well as powering cars, trucks, and heavy equipment. Michael, I'm busted. I used to really be the hydrogen cheerleader for Energy News Beat. And I mean, I love me some hydrogen until Green I actually. Hydrogen, blue hydrogen. You probably at one point, I'm sure we ran a story on red hydrogen. We covered them all. We did uh, the rainbow of hydrogen. And here's the problem with hydrogen. Whoa, sorry. And and I mean, um, the hydrogen is really uh, about 35 uh, hydrogen requires massive amounts of full-time electricity, 35% more energy than the hydrogen contains. And then if for the climate activists, the climate folks, and, and the funny thing about the climate folks is think about all the cars. There's some numbers in this article that are a hoot. Hydrogen create generation creates a lot of water. Hydrogen use creates a lot of water. So let's go in here to more than 5%. Uh, you can only pipeline the infrastructure. It's a smaller molecule. So it escapes, uh, you know, kind of like uh, Steve McQueen in The Great Escape. You know, he's got a motorcycle over there going over to pipe uh, over the fence. Hydrogen escapes into more greenhouse gases than does anything else. And you can only run 5% in a natural gas line. So you can't use the same infrastructure because it escapes. So you get actually less than 1%. Okay, so let's go down here. Bidenomics, which makes everything more expensive by making energy more expensive, spending our tax money lavishly on unproductive, wasteful spending for climate ideology, adding to an estimated 33 trillion national debt. Interest payments on this is inflationary. Okay, this is a unbelievable amount of Bidenomics and club and baby seals. This is horrible. Yeah, I mean. Hydrogen, it never made sense to me. I'm going to fill up my car with hydrogen and create a bomb. I mean, it's like the same thing. They're like, oh, we're going to have these small modular nukes that run everything. Maybe. Hey, I got it. Nord Stream 1 and 2 was attacked by people throwing hydrogen cars off of carriers. They didn't have to do anything. What do you think? Ah, interesting. There's no harm, no foul. So no harm, no foul. But I think it's interesting. I mean, it could hydrogen be the future of energy. Well, it could be, but there could be a lot of other things that solve it. And 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 I'm always wary when they say, you know, making quote green hydrogen. I love this, Stu. There's this quote in here. You know, making quote green hydrogen requires massive amounts of full time, which is about 35% more energy than the hydrogen creates it creates. AKA, if you put a hundred units of energy, whatever, you know, we'll let, you know, say a hundred joules of energy into it, you get 65 back. Well, that's not a great trade. 
No. <laughs> that, that sounds like a lot of shale oil and gas companies. Hey, we're going to drill yeah. a $10 million well. It's going to be worth six and a half, but it'll be fun. The only way you can make hydrogen is if you got lots of water and there's going to be a water. Uh, I'm glad we've got lots of that. We're not in a drought or anything. Oh, no. In, in fact, the World uh, Economic Forum said they're going to start controlling water. So, you know, there's going to be a battle for you. And then if you we have lots of water. bring that up at the next board meeting for the World Economic Forum. Oh, yeah. Me and Schwab are going to really talk. <laughs> next would, to Larry Fink, right? Oh, yeah. And. Or the he Saudi and, CEO or the, yeah, the Ramco CEO. Yeah, I, I like him. He's a cool dude. Now, uh, Bill Gates, not a fan. Now, here's the, the thing, though. Let's go to the next story. I had a brain cramp. I'm senior. It, I'm here at Bear Country. I just had a brain cramp. Okay. Navigator CO2 Ventures cancels 1,300-mile carbon pipeline project in the mid U.S. Midwest. This is systemic, Michael. I used a big word, don't fall out of your chair, but this is actually, <laughs> get, a, get a defibrillator. Your dog just got a defibrillator. Oh, <laughs> uh, Navigator CO2 Ventures has canceled its Heartland Green Pipeline aimed at capturing 15 million metric tons of carbon dioxide annually from Midwest ethanol plants. There's me something that's absolutely a waste of energy. So you sit back and kind of go, this is systemic from people backing out of wind, backing out of anything that is not sustainable. Wind farms are starting to be abandoned. Nobody is bidding on these. Nobody is now trying to permit what they're doing is this one they've asked in, in um, application where they are absolutely ref asking for permitting to be shut down. Michael, can you imagine going up and going to a ref on Saturday football in college and going, would you please give me a foul because I just did this and you missed it? That's exactly what this is. But what's funny is you've got guys like the Sierra Club who's was help organizing the resistance. The Sierra Club is against this. The administration, if I'm in the Biden administration, I'd be at least, hey, we're trying here. We're at least trying to put CO2 into the ground, but we can't get it passed because the Sierra Club's now not on our side. It's hilarious. You think where everyone would land on these subjects, but then all of a sudden you've got the Sierra Club who's organizing, stopping this. Wouldn't you think they would be the big, they would be a huge proponent of this considering taking carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. It's unbelievable. Uh, it, it is. Uh, today's theme that we always have tried to do, but very have not explained very well. And I got some of the feedback that I've gotten on our podcast, by the way, thank you to all of our listeners and all of our folks that are giving us great reviews. Go out and tell your family, tell your dogs, hug your dogs and uh, give us a lot of great reviews. Yes. Hug your dogs. <laughs> Hug your dogs. All right, let's uh, let's go over here um, and cover what's going on in the in the finance markets. We saw <laughs> we saw the overall markets on on Friday drop. Uh, S and P was down about one point two percentage points. Nasdaq drops about one and a half percentage points. Oil tumbles a little bit, all the way from about eighty nine dollars, sitting now eighty eight oh eight as we record this here on Sunday afternoon. Um, Brent oil trading ninety two um sixty seven. Main reason for the markets drop on Friday. Um, ironically, was because of tensions specifically in 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 Israel and and what's going on with the the Israel Hamas conflict. There was a few hostages released specifically from the United States, which I, I guess overall markets saw that as a a good 
de-escalation event, which I think eased tensions on oil and gas prices. We did see rig counts come in only moderately up too, which is a Again, interesting considering the fact that we've seen oil now on on really a a, a year long tear here. But I want to bring it back to Israel Hamas. Do what? What's the you know you you're usually again on the tip of the spear of this stuff. Is it, a ground invasion as we record this on the twenty second of October? They did start a ground invasion. Israel did correct. That is correct. And. What do you see then happening going forward? Well, what should we expect, at least from a geopolitical standpoint? The world is going to stop backing Israel. They're already starting to back Hamas. And there is a major demand for people already calling for uh, them, for Israel to not go into uh, Hamas. Here's where I am very disappointed in the Biden administration. They just gave Hamas several million dollars. Hamas, the 20 trucks that they let in for humanitarian reasons did not go to the people. They did not. So you're telling me we brought 20 trucks into a place controlled by terrorists and it didn't get to the people it should no and, and so the hypocrisy again is against humanitarian issues there are innocents being killed and all of this is despicable but it's like our other story that we had the only way that putin is going to stop going into uh ukraine which you know i don't think we ought to fund anymore but the only reason putin will stop is if NATO stops and if Germany starts buying gas again, I think that that seems to be a good compromise. We are in two wars now and Biden and his administration is shooting the United States in the uh, foot. Yeah, I mean, it's it is it's it's, it's a travesty what's going on. And and, and we'll make sure to, to keep everybody to appreciate that. I think the other thing that happened was it was a tumble of natural gas currently sitting at two dollars and ninety two cents, and we were all the way above you know three forty earlier in the week. Mainly, um, some the EIA um, weekly lower storage working gas um, did rise or did you know when I say rise in injection of about ninety seven BCF. Usually, when we see a withdrawal this time of year, considering the fact or excuse me, a withdrawal of ninety seven BCF. Instead of an injection, again, now we're in withdrawal season. During the summer, we go ahead and inject gas. And then um, in the winter, we draw that. So uh, range of expectations, according to natural gas intelligence, we love them. 76 to 100, we came in about 97. Um, and again, rig counts has dropped on Friday, only up to really fascinating. Stu would have expected, you know, you, you know, Conventional wisdom would say rig counts should go up, but I think as as, as we've delved into it more, um, there's a reason why you know, that rig count's going to you know be interesting to see where it goes from here. Considering oil probably is going to stay at this range for for a the time being, and, and see where that rig count again a year ago that rig count was was 147 higher. So you know again we will be following that. What else should Stu people be worried about this week? Oh, that's a loaded question. Uh, You know, there's a lot going on, but I will make sure that I try to get you informed and our listeners. I am getting a lot of great feedback from folks, and I've got some really nice folks from Africa and uh, Europe, as well as the U.S. uh, that are industry experts coming on a podcast soon. Yep. And again, you can follow it all energynewsbeat.com. Hit us up, um, you know, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, wherever Sponsors. you get your podcasts. Sponsor us, you're right. You know, anybody, you know, we're 
bank accounts open. We talked to our banker. Um, he yeah. said it's good to go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But we appreciate all of our sponsors that we've worked with uh, to, to get us here. And, and, and we appreciate everything. Um, I think that's it, though, Stuart. So we're going to let these people get out of here, get back to work. It's Monday. Survive, guys. We, you know, you've probably got a few meetings that suck, but you, you make it through. Monday Night Football's on tonight. And we'll have a great week. You'll be able to catch everything here. Energynewsbeat.com for Stuart Turley. I'm Michael Tanner. We'll see you tomorrow, folks.